Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. And Tom Petty with Bax and Dangle on Rock 102. Hey, if you're listening on the podcast today, it's all brought to you by Marcott Ford that got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcott Ford in Holyoke. Scott Cohen will be joining us today after, I don't know, 7 o'clock or so. Probably talk a little football with him. And I should let you know that uh, it sucks out. It's rainy. It's really, it's really rainy out. Yeah, it's, it's really not, does it's not good. And it's going to stay that way all damn day. So there's that and also the keyword to cash coming up later on today. Oh, and, and uh, you said Scott Cohen, right? I did, yes. And then Mick Morganelli. So it would be like, uh, like retired news people, sports people. I'll just it, it's re, it's reunion day. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a warm reunion. It's uh, five thirty five at Rock one hundred two. Would you mind saying that again? Rock one hundred two Springfield's classic rock. It's five fifty two, and Pink Floyd with Bax and Dangle on Rock one hundred two. It's gonna be crappy and rainy today with a high of sixty one. Tomorrow cloudy with a high of sixty three. It's fifty six right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump. And into the house. Hello. Oh, yeah. Let me try that. Try now. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Hey. There you go. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. And uh, let's see. What can we do? Kevin Bacon once bought a, a farmland in Connecticut. Uh, he's actually owned it since 1983, right? Right. Uh, when he wanted to expand his property and buy the neighboring plot, he was originally turned down because it's haunted. The owner told Kevin, I can't sell it to you because it's haunted and I'm afraid that you'll get possessed and, you know, do some serious damage. He eventually was able to talk to owner into selling, but under the condition that he destroy the old haunted house on the property within a month. Kevin was told that the house dated back to the 1700s and involved the murder of a Native American by a colonial soldier. The former owner even had Ghostbusters come in for a visit. Ooh, like the original Ghostbusters? No, I think the like the you know the TV guys oh, do that. Oh, of course he destroyed it, uh, and he and his wife Kira Cedric don't want to take any chances. But she didn't let him keep anything from the house. So he and he hasn't seen any ghosts, but he hopes someday that it happens. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. <laughs> Didn't he get all his money taken away by Bernie Madoff? Wasn't he one of the victims in that? Yes. How did seems, he? Seems to have recovered. How do? You, how are you affording uh, extra properties? And in Connecticut. Yeah, that's a that's a hefty uh, that's a hefty price tag. Now, where is this uh, farm in Connecticut? Uh, Enfield, uh, Windsor. I don't know. I it didn't say where. He just said huh. uh, you know he owns this house. Probably doesn't want anybody knowing where he lives. Well, I'm sure there are plenty of people who knew where the haunted house was. I'm sure he doesn't have a Kenny Rogers roaster sign on the side of his garage. No. Yeah. Probably doesn't. I have a hard time believing that Kira Cedric would allow that. I don't think she would. You're not putting that up there. Yeah, most wives wouldn't yeah. allow you to put it up there. I don't care if uh, six people can connect to knowing you. <laughs> You're not putting that on the side of the garage. You're not dragging yeah. that Onto our property. Uh, didn't I just say to you on Friday we don't do enough Alfonso Ribeiro stories? We don't. Alfonso Ribeiro, uh, Ribeiro once got a concussion during a Little League game, and by once, uh, I mean last week. It was his son's game. On Friday's uh, Live with Kelly and Mark, he said, 
I was standing right off to the side, and I'm putting someone's number in my phone, and boom, a ball to the back of the head, right in the back. Felt like I was working with Will Swift again. Because Will will smack anything around. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, Alfonso went down immediately, but he wasn't right for days. He said, for day, for three days, I'm like, uh, why? why? My wife seems to think it was just me saying I didn't want to do anything else around the house. Well, it here's, wasn't. The, here's the big question. Yeah. In spite of sustaining all that brain injury, yeah, can he still do the Carlton? He can still do the Carlton. Well, that's yeah. that's all that, that matters. Th- that's really the important piece of that whole thing. Justin Timberlake and Tiger Woods have opened a new sports bar in New York City. It's called T Squared Social, and it's in the grand lobby of the uh, Immigrant Savings Bank in Manhattan. A perfect place for a bar. It has a 32-foot uh, marble bar, lounge areas, and reservation-only box seats. It has lots of golf simulators. Duck pin bowling and darts, plus over 35 TVs, including one with a 200-inch screen, supposedly the biggest in New York. Tiger says, quote, Justin and I thought it would be cool to create a place that combines our favorite things and brings people together to have a great time. Banking and booze? I guess so. Uh, Justin adds, quote, we knew a concept like T-squared social would thrive in New York. It's a beautiful space and transcends the typical sports bar experience. Actually, it does look pretty cool in there. You know, um... If I were Tiger Woods and I had an estimated re, uh, net worth of $1.1 billion, yeah. I'd probably like to hang out at my bank more often, too. Yeah. And find a way to have, like, uh, like I don't know, uh, like tater skins and chicken fingers. Yeah, and that would be the way shots. to go. Shots. 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 Then they could, you know, they could do all that. Yeah, you know, I've had four shots, but please put me down for three. Six, please. I'll take six. Dwayne Johnson says fame doesn't come with drawbacks because uh, he remembers what life was like before he was famous. He says, I couldn't pay rent. I was struggling to figure out who I was. I was broke as F. I try my best to keep all of that in the forefront of my mind. I always say I'm a day away from being evicted again, so it keeps me hungry. Dwayne added that fame can be hard to balance if you're not grounded. Anchors uh, and perspective is always important. Humility and kindness matters. Then why didn't you give a little bit more of that money to the Maui people instead of starting a GoFundMe well, account? Well, I mean, come on. He, uh, so much you can spend. He points out that the uh, that its greatest benefit is being able to impact people in a positive way around the world. Of course, because he's famous, he can't just go out in public without causing a scene. But he doesn't see that as a drawback because that's what he signed up for. Oh, so you're used to people criticizing you for not giving enough money and asking other people for money Listen, to help your rich friends out in Maui. The Rock has done more than his share of giving. Yeah. All you got to do is just smell what The Rock's got cooking. I, I saw what he's got cooking, that big house he's got down in uh, Carla, North Carolina. Huge place. Nice joint? Yeah, very <laughs> nice. I showed you the picture of it. It's like, uh, I don't know, probably a 300-room mansion right on the beach. He's one guy. How many rooms do you need? Well, he's The Rock. He's got to be cooking things. You can smell what he's cooking in the, uh, the alleyway. And- you're really only going to need like uh, like one kitchen, maybe a big-ass grill, and you're good. Pauly Shore is trying to drum up interest in a Richard Simmons uh, biopic starring Pauly Shore. In a new Instagram post, he says he's been playing phone tag with Richard in an effort to make it happen, and he's asking fans to hit up all the big producers like Amazon, Disney, and HBO. And he adds, quote, I can definitely morph it into this guy. I'll see you at the Oscars 2025, buddy. (laughs) 
Unfortunately, TMZ uh, heard from someone close to Richard that he's not interested. It's nothing against Paulie. Richard is just enjoying his life out of the spotlight, and he doesn't want to change that. Yeah, but Rick- also, Paulie Shore wants to play him. Well, Paulie Shore wants to be relevant again. You're going to have to try harder than that. Yeah. Uh, oh, a British dating show called Naked Attraction just hit max. Contestants actually choose from potential dates by seeing them completely naked first. And yes, it shows full frontal nudity. No kidding. Well, I'm all on board on this one. You're a single guy. I am. I don't know if anybody would want to see me naked. No, I don't, but but uh, somebody might. I don't think anybody wants to see me naked. I don't think there's anybody out there that says, I would really like to see that guy naked. There's nobody out there. That but people that. have. and Have they? And some of them have stuck around. Uh, yes, but most of them leave once they realize, oh, that w- w- was under the, the uh, shirt. Uh, Kim- <laughs> well, they've got nothing to compare it to. Hey, Usher is headlining the Super Bowl halftime show. Yes. And her uh, his, or his friend, Kim Kardashian, uh, called him and said, hey, can you give me tickets to the Super Bowl? Because, you know, she can't afford them herself. Sure. Well, she was had something to say. Uh, oh, my God. The last time I had a big game ticket was when Ray J took the Browns to the Super Hole and that sex tape you can purchase on U-Porn for $39.95. <laughs> you ever see the Browns go to the Super Hole? No, no, not to. Uh, no, I have not. Oh, it was a it was a mud bath. <laughs> sure. It yeah. Was. And a blood bath. Kaylin? Oh, I never got that <laughs> with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once had her eat from the pornocopia. Oh, my God. Uh, womb rated the panty locker. What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is uh, she, I rode that oyster ditch so hard she began sweating like a gypsy near an unlocked shipping container. <laughs> we haven't heard from the gypsies No, we haven't touched on them for a long time. And that is your Hollywood trash <laughs> on Rock 102. Hiya. Ten. Sauce Gardner told reporters he hit me in my private parts. You know what I'm saying? As it turns out... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 6.15 and Rush with Bax and Nangle and Rock 102. It's going to be crappy and rainy today with a high of 61. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 63. It's 56 right now in downtown Springfield. Fall is here. Did you celebrate the first day of fall by putting on your raincoat and your your galoshes? No, because we didn't. I mean, we were up in New Hampshire. We didn't get that much rain. Yeah. We kind of avoided a lot of it. Although I kind of expected us to get nailed because, you know, we're not that far from the uh, the coastline. Yeah. But uh, no, it wasn't that bad. Not that bad. Not that bad until we were on the pike uh, and uh, driving home yesterday. Yeah. And then it, all of a sudden it starts to come down and it, you know, it ruined the whole drive. I was, uh, I was, it was supposed to rain hard on Saturday and then it didn't. It didn't start raining until nighttime, right? And then it rained hard yesterday. That's all from this tropical storm thing, right? Is that uh, what we're dealing with? I here? believe so. That's what they that's what they tell you. But I would, I mean, I would think in a tropical storm, yeah, it'd be you know, raining sideways. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't. I mean, it was raining hard, and it's going to rain hard today. I just don't know. I'm not a meteorologist. I can't really give you that kind of information. That's a uh, Ollie Williams. It's raining sideways. <laughs> Yeah, we I didn't, I didn't see any of that and, yesterday. And it was raining sideways. Uh but uh yeah, pretty pretty kind of dull weekend. Uh there wasn't really much to do. You didn't uh you didn't go out and uh, um, experience anything fun? I actually did I did a uh, I did a uh, um I DJ'd a gig over the weekend. I'm not really doing much of that anymore, but I but I did it for these folks. Uh, it was it was a like a celebration of life party. 
and uh, it was out in the woods in the Berkshires. Okay. It was really cool. I mean, this guy had this whole setup uh, going on with uh, pavilions and little campgrounds and all mm-hmm. that stuff. It was pretty, pretty neat little, uh, little getaway in the woods. Uh, but, but the, luckily, the rain held off. You know, I think that's everybody was worried about was the rain, and it, and it, and it wind up being, being okay. Now, but, uh, uh, this was like in the middle of the woods. Right in the middle of the woods. Wow, that's uh, that's the way. To throw I don't want to say where it is. I ju- you know, I just because uh, I don't think anybody, <laughs> this guy wants anybody like roaming around on his property. But, Are you uh, sure? Yeah, it was uh, it was out it was out in the uh, in the hills of Dalton. Wow. Yeah, how about that's pretty that? cool. Yeah. You know what I did? I did uh, something I've never done before. Uh, we uh, we had decided to try something uh, totally holistic and uh, unusual. Yeah. We went into a salt cave. A salt cave? Yeah. Why? Because our chakras needed uh, needed cleansing. Uh, you know, we needed to uh, to regenerate ourselves. Oh, is this, I, it's like one of those. Uh, I got one of those lamps at home. The salt lamp. Yeah. Well, imagine a whole room of it. Oh. So you go in and you're sitting on these. Uh, uh, and apparently, there's one in, in Palmer. I haven't been to the one in Palmer, but there's there's there was one where we were at. We're sitting on these on these deck chairs. A big room of nothing but salt. Yeah. And you put your feet in the salt, you know, and uh, there's salt in the walls and there's salt in the ceiling. And for like for 45 minutes, you just kind of sit there and and breathe. And it's supposed to clear you out and uh, and do all kinds of great things uh, to your body. And uh, did it? I began to raisin a little bit. That I was, was kind of cool. Uh, what kind of uh, holistic miracle did you experience? Well, doing you know, this? I mean, I, I found myself uh, breathing in the salt and. Uh, I felt like it kind of cleared me up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's actually, uh, I felt good afterward. In a weird, in a is weird it, way. Is it a mental thing that you feel good after doing something like that, or is it more of like, oh, and this actually worked? Well, I mean, it was uh, it was relaxing. I mean, uh, uh, you know, very much like a you know like a massage kind of thing. And apparently, there's do, uh, there's uh, there's health benefits to being in a room full of salt. Do, do they give you a massage? No. No, they don't. Uh, they don't give you massage. But there's, there's wait, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. multiple benefits. You went to a cave that has salt in it that you can sit in. It's a man-made cave. A man cave. Yeah. A man salt cave. Yeah. And you went inside. You sit down. Mm-hmm. How much are they charging you to go and do this? I'm. You know, I don't know because I uh, I wasn't part of the financial exchange of this. We went with another couple. Some oh, friends so, of ours. So you had a couple treat you to a salt cave? No, I mean my my wife paid, and I and I just oh, I just right, you know yeah. hung you know I just you know tagged along. So uh, you sit down, and what do you do while you're in there? Well, we're just uh, you know chewing the fat, you know, uh, chit chatting amongst the four of us. You don't eat, you don't drink, you don't no, do anything. No, there's you no... have you have a cup of water when you're done. Is there a bar in there? No, there's oh. just a cup of water when you're done to to rehydrate, and I guess it. Uh, you indulge in a calm, meditative, and healing environment, and you reward yourself with a uh, with with, uh, with a lack of stress. Good I'm, for your skin, better I'm, breathing. You I'm sleep so- better. I'm sorry. How are two married people in a calm environment together? Well, Steve, you're going to find this hard to imagine, yeah. but uh, I'm actually involved in a very healthy and happy relationship. Well, I, I'm just saying, like usually, uh, when when you you know you want to get away, the the peace and calmness comes mm-hmm. when you're apart. 
Yeah. That's why you miss each other, and that's why you want to get back together. Well, there's there is those yeah. moments, but there are also the moments when you know we'll get like a like a couples massage, and we'll have uh, a couple of uh, you know big Norwegian men you know you know digging into our bodies with their greased up hands. I'm I'm fascinated by this. How were you asked to be part of this? Was this like a the hey, honey, uh, you know what? Uh, we're going to a salt cave this weekend, and you're like, I, I like salt. I got high blood pressure. Let's go. Here's how the conversation went. Um, our friends want to go to the salt cave. You want to go? And and my answer was, sure. Why not? Let's go. Let's go to the salt cave. That was the entire conversation. Now, at no point did I say, what the hell do I want to go to a salt cave for? I you know I'm uh, I'm the kind of guy I'm a happy go lucky guy I'm yeah. going to try new things. Never been in the in the salt caves before. I said yeah. sure I'll give it a go. You know what? I enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. May go again. I may not go if I find out how much it's going to cost me. But you know at, yeah. uh, at for for the moment I would say uh, you know it stabilized my mood. It returned me uh, to a world that's uh, more relaxed and uh, into a centered self. Did it really, or are you just reading the thing off the website? What do you think? I think you're just reading the thing off the website. Well, that may be very true, but does it mean that I don't believe everything I'm reading? Uh, healing properties. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh. So you must uh, you must be like a new man now. It's like the fountain of youth you went into. Well, I don't the know. Salt I mean, line it's, of youth. It's now uh, I'm now working on the 48th hour of being out of the salt cave. So I mean I may if I were doing this the right way I'd be going into the salt cave like you know once a week once every other week. Yeah. I'm probably not going to do that. But apparently there's there's one in Palmer that you can you can do this at. Yeah, I think it's called the Thorndike Lounge. <laughs> Isn't that where you rejuvenate? <laughs> with a, with a, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, your, your what, skin gets rehydrated by all the uh, by all the fluids inside. Yeah, there's a place. Uh, what's the other place? Saint something down yeah. there, or uh, was it Wolfie's Den? Or, yeah, or, yes, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Well, you, know, you listen. You said you got uh, like one of these Himalayan salt lamps, right? Yeah. Now, why do you use it? I don't know. It was just in the house. It was in the house. Yeah. Well, my guess is your your your, your <laughs> wife bought it. Because there are restorative yeah. benefits to a Himalayan salt. Now, yeah. it may be a total crock of crap as far as I'm concerned. But uh, you know what? I got to relax on a lounge chair for 45 minutes, digging my feet into a bunch of salt. In salt? In salt. I'm going to get- Hundreds of other people have dug their feet into I'm going to get you that Morton Salt Girl shirt that says, don't be a salty bitch. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take I, it. I think, uh, I think that would fit you perfectly. It was a, it was a, a perfect weekend activity. We used to work with a guy who must have lived in a salt mine because he was pretty salty the whole time. <laughs> For years. For years. Years and years. Right. It's That guy could use some fresh, clean chakras. Yeah, maybe a little pepper in there. It's 624 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's 626 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, rainy and crappy today with a high of 61. Tomorrow, uh, cloudy with a high of 63. It is 56 right now in downtown Springfield. Scott Cohen will be joining us uh, after 7 o'clock today. There's lots of sports to talk to him about, plus the keyword to cash coming up after 8 o'clock. All right, you want to laugh? Why not? All right, let's do it. It's Bax and Nagel's Joke of the Day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh? Springfield's <laughs> Classic Rock. So a snake walks into a bar, right? Happens all the time. And the bartender says, hey, how'd you do that? Get it? Because he can't walk. He's yeah, right. Snake. Yeah. That's the joke. That's it? <laughs> 
thought there was more to it. I'm sorry. Were you expecting something funny? I was expecting uh, like, like, a, 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 like a like a punchline. Uh, yeah, I was kind of expecting like a you know, setup punchline. Do you uh, know uh, the work I do all weekend long that I didn't have really time to find a good joke? Or you scoured the joke books for hours, and this is the best one you got, which well, says your book joke books stink. Sometimes it doesn't work out the way you want it, Bax. So true. Hey, by the way, happy anniversary. Oh, yeah. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Before we know it, the cold temperatures will be here. Unfortunately, it's 629 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A Greenfield man is in police custody following a manhunt that began after he hit and dragged a state trooper in Holyoke, injuring that officer. According to state police, around 3 p.m. on Friday, a trooper attempted to stop a vehicle on I-91 North at the Holyoke Rest Area. Ooh, Swallow Hollow. That's Swallow Hollow? I believe it is. Oh, uh. uh, wait a minute. Greenfield? A Greenfield man. No, it was in Holyoke. Okay. So, yeah, it All was right. it was Swallow Hollow. Um, the car attempted to drive off, which caused the trooper to be struck and dragged. The Ooh. trooper was injured and uh, was taken to a hospital. Uh, he was. He has. I think he's since been released. I heard that over the weekend. Oh, that's too. good. Uh, but still, uh, vehicle crashed further up the road. But the suspect ran off into the woods. Traffic was redirected in the area of where the crash uh, occurred for hours. Multiple Mass State Police and other local police partners searched for the suspect throughout the area for hours. One twenty-two news viewer sent a video of a helicopter assisting in the search. Ooh, we're we're uh, we're subletting the news crew. Yeah. What did you see? I saw a helicopter flying around. It was crazy. So here's the thing. Yeah. You're seeing a video of a helicopter from down on the ground yeah. while the helicopter is trying to find things on the ground. Yeah. The more interesting view would have been from the helicopter. Yeah. Not video from the ground of the helicopter. Well, do you think the, one of the 22 news crew said to the said to one of the cops before they went up in the helicopter, "Hey, can you take my video? I need to put this up on Instagram. <laughs> I want to see what it's like from the thing. It's like a bird's eye view. It's crazy. Yeah, well. that, that's what a bird sees. When a bird flies, that's what he sees out of his eye, like in a helicopter. See, the journalistic point of view would have been from the helicopter's perspective, not from the." perspective of the guy with yeah. an iphone from the ground yeah yeah i would think that I, would be the better way maybe i'm maybe i'm out of out of out of line here but i don't think so uh and on friday around 5 30 p.m a mass state police canine unit located and arrested the suspect the arrest was made by sergeant jack doherty in uh, canine roxity oh he fought a Doherty, and a Doherty always wins, right? I see yeah, what you did like there. That. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I like that. The suspect has been identified as 45-year-old Michael J. Williams Jr. of Greenfield. Uh, you imagine the Michael Williams Sr. going, oh, my good name. My good name ruined again. This is why you are a complete disappointment to me and the rest of our family. Why can't you be more like your brother? <laughs> you know... The one that works for a living and yeah. uh, you know makes us all proud. Yeah, the one who runs a hedge, f- uh, is managing a hedge fund. The Liz- one that bought us all new homes and cars. Yeah, and, yeah, a, yeah. and a pony. Williams was charged with uh, assault and battery of the dangerous weapon, negligent operation of a motor vehicle, uh, speeding, uh, marked lanes violation. He's fighting that one though. The marked lanes violation. Can't say I blame. Hey, listen, I put my blinker on every time when you were chasing behind me down the highway. 
least I knew. At least you knew where I was turning. I had a friend years ago who got a ticket on the Mass Pike uh, out near Boston. Yeah. He's driving 90 miles an hour, right? Okay. 90 miles an hour, and then a cop pulls him over and then uh, gives him a ticket for like, I don't know, $300 or something. This is going back years ago. $300. And uh, he goes, I'm only giving you a ticket for speeding because I do have to compliment you that you did use your uh, blinker every time you changed a lane. <laughs> <laughs> See? Who says the cops aren't fair? Oh, right? I know. Yeah. The trooper who was uh, dragged was brought by ambulance to Cooley Dickinson Hospital in Northampton for a lower body injury. He was then treated and has since uh, been released. But uh, what a wild weekend afternoon on uh, on Friday up in Holyoke. Start, and speaking of Holyoke, starting today, bags of trash left in front of homes in Holyoke will no longer be picked up. They're just going to lie there? Yeah. Only trash that is placed in the new carts the city has distributed over the last week will be picked up. The city is also rec- uh, recommitting to dual stream recycling, which means recyclables must be separated into two bins, one for paper and cardboard and a separate one for glass, metal, and plastic. Oh, cry it out if loud. If you uh, would like an additional recycling bin, you get uh, one at the Department of Public Works office at 63 North Canal Street for an additional $10. Uh, to dispose of your old trash can to dispose of the old trash can label it trash in big letters and place it next to your new trash can what the hell are these are the are these smaller town I, cans I, you know they must be they must be different size these are obviously the the big ones with the big lids on them yeah with the flip lids i don't know what the old trash can looks like but i like if you want to just get rid of your old trash can, label it trash in big letters and put it next to the new trash can. That way we won't be mistaken when we see yeah. the new trash can versus the old trash can. Even though everybody in town really likes the larger one of the two, it's trash. Yeah, it, that, that that's a silly little thing to be saying. To well, you know, like right here in town, East Long Meadow, they got these little tiny thimble-sized trash cans yeah. now yeah. and when i lived there we had like the 90 gallon drum oh you now, had the, like the cadillacs you, you oh. had the, like the the yukons yeah, exactly of, uh, now i see what people in town here are doing and I, I i mean listen one little tiny bag of snot rags from the bathroom you know that little tiny one yeah that would fill up the entire oh yeah, yeah receptacle yeah. you know you want something much sturdier than that. I, I i want something sturdier i want something bigger in fact i want something oversized like the one i got now and i'm doing private uh, trash pickup okay they're not they're not restricting me and, and when it comes to recycling i'll throw whatever the hell i want they just take it you know i, w- I was thinking about doing that because i gotta bring my trash to the town dump yeah you gotta bring that myself there i was thinking about like uh maybe i could just you know get one of those mini dumpsters and just yes. have the guy come pick it up yeah but i'm like is that cost effective like, I'm it's probably not but you know what Sometimes you just gotta bite the bullet. You got a dumpster, man. My my sister's got a dumpster. Yeah, but I don't want to. I don't have a place to put the dumpster that it wouldn't bother the neighbor. You know what I mean? Like you don't want that smell going through the the neighborhood if you're uh, you're throwing. Isn't that really the neighbor's problem, though? Not really. It's it's actually your responsibility to not be a nuisance oh, to your geez, neighbors. I, I hate that whole idea of my responsibilities. Oh, being like a good neighbor. Well, I mean, if you were being irresponsible, you just leave your bags at the bottom of the uh, the driveway and hope that somebody comes by and picks them up. Yeah, the raccoon at night will yeah, come and get it. That's irresponsible. Yeah, but you have a nice, delightful dumpster in the back in, in the front of your driveway. 
That's fantastic. You're helping the environment. Yes, yeah, there would be no place for me to put it without it being an obnoxious-looking thing. I guess I could put it at the end of the driveway, but then you'd probably risk run the risk of somebody going and try to put stuff in it while you're not there. And then, uh, you know, having the know. trash ripped all over the place. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of the dumpster. I see a dumpster in someone's front yard, I get jealous. It's like, I love a dumpster. You love should... the purging feeling of tossing everything out. I remember uh, there was a, a guy I knew who threw away a bunch of stuff. There was an apartment complex over here in Springfield. Right. Yeah, because everybody was throwing stuff away in the dumpsters. When you have open dumpsters not locked, that's like the, that's like the stupidest thing you can do is not lock a dumpster. Oh yeah, because everybody, everyone anybody thinks it's, who anybody yeah. who finds the receptacle unlocked is going to go, hey, I can go throw a couch in there, and they'll never know, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, you got to you got to protect your stuff. Uh, Holyoke police, uh, more in Holyoke. This is like Holyoke Day. It's, it's like it's Holyoke Day at the Big E. <laughs> <laughs> well, we wouldn't have to report on so much in Holyoke if Holyoke could just settle down for a weekend. Holyoke police arrested two men on Thursday after they were caught allegedly attempting to steal thousands of dollars worth of products from the Stop and Shop on Northampton Street. According to Police Detective Hamill, police were called to the Stop and Shop for two people that were inside the grocery store allegedly stealing health and beauty products. The officers that arrived to the store encountered the suspects as they were attempting to leave with the merchandise. Both suspects ran from police and tried to get into a vehicle nearby. However, both men were arrested in the shopping plaza. They have been identified as a 25-year-old Jason Johnson from Queens and 19-year-old Sequan Madden from Queens. Coming up to Queens? Going to Holyoke? The Stop and Shop Loss Prevention Team covered more than $5,000 worth of merchandise. From a stop and shop? Well, I mean, that's what? Uh, the price of groceries now? That's what? Six dozen eggs? <laughs> <laughs> the price of chicken has gone up. I don't know if you've seen that, too. That's I, very expensive. I can't believe how expensive things are. Oh, it's ridiculous. And it, and I've been saying this all along. Week <laughs> to week, I purchase the exact same items mm-hmm. week to week. You know, my kids are, are pretty uh, controlled uh, yeah. creatures of habit. So, you know, granola, you know, yogurt, stuff like that. It all goes up. It's like 10 to $15 more per week. Oh, easy. And, it, and it's that that has gone up significantly since like last year. It's it's probably like, you know, 50, 60 bucks now more than it was a year ago. I was at a grocery store. I'm not going to name the names, but I think you know who I'm talking about. I, uh, I, I just bought nothing but healthy foods, like no processed foods, just yeah. like, you know, fruits and vegetables and couple packets of meat and uh, like uh, some eggs and by the end of it it was 130 bucks. I'm like how did that happen? I heard somebody oh, that filled up <laughs> a two and a half bags of 130 bucks worth of, uh, of food. You know what's really gonna thrive I think with this uh, you know with the way the economy's going farm shares I heard somebody talking about one over the weekend where you pay into it and then you get your share of vegetables yes. like all all uh, summer long and it's always different because it's different vegetables throughout the season. No, I've done it. I, I like a farm share. I think I'm going to do it next year. The problem with a farm share is you got to be very careful about you know what plan you get because otherwise you could be getting more vegetables than you could ever possibly eat. That's okay. I would give them away to people. Yeah. Or you just compost it, which you is the could, thing that we used to do. You could compost yeah. it, yeah. And then uh, then you'll have a beautiful garden <clears throat> yeah. full of composted material. Exactly. Anyway, the uh, vehicle that one of the suspects tried to escape in was searched, and officers found several full trash bags with more stolen merchandise that still had security tags from nearby stores in the community. It's estimated the stolen products were combined were worth more than $10,000. 
More than 300 items were recovered from inside the vehicle, which was registered in New Jersey. While being booked, both men proved, uh, or I'm sorry, both men provided false names, but were correctly identified through their fingerprints. Both suspects had multiple extraditable warrants from multiple states of similar charges. Wow. That's uh, quite the uh, quite the bust. I'll say. But I want to know what they took. I don't know, man. I mean, what's what's the most expensive thing you can get at a, at a grocery store? Meat? I would think meat. Yeah. But, but I mean, five grand of it. So that's like yeah, all the meat. That's what I'm saying. If you, uh, unless you, unless you, maybe they had, maybe they had like stuff like the, you know, they sell swings and they sell outdoor furniture and stuff. Maybe you know, you're not a box of that. How are you going to fit all that that's, seasonal stuff into the car? That's what I'm saying. I, you must have had some really good. Rotisserie yeah. chicken. Well, aren't the two of us stupid? How many uh, how many liquor stores are now in grocery stores? I don't think there's a liquor store inside the Stop and Shop in, in on Northampton Street. Right, maybe down the Stop and Shop, but I've yeah. seen. But you know, like uh, there's Table and Vines in, in Big Wise. Oh yeah, now, if sure you're really you playing can. it right, yeah. A couple of bottles of uh, you know Rip Van Winkle, and all of a sudden you, you know, that's five grand right there. Yeah, but this was this was Stop and Shop, and they don't serve liquor, so I wonder what the guy what they took. For five grand. They took the robot. Probably. Hey, this could help us. <laughs> this could help us go into other stop and shops like a Trojan horse. Yeah. Like, you, like you, we're sending it in there and uh, we've reprogrammed it and now it's going to take all the stuff for us. <laughs> I th- <laughs> that robot is creepy, by the way. <laughs> my, my sister gave me one of those. Uh, yeah. She gave me a Roomba. It was like a used Roomba. Um, because she, I guess her husband like left it going and the thing fell off a staircase and tumbled down the stairs and then it had a missing piece to it. Right. So he's the kind of guy that says, well, we're just getting a new one now. Thing works perfectly fine. There's nothing yeah. wrong with it. And, uh, and I got one of those going back and forth. That's kind of creepy too. It basically learns everything. So then it like learns the map of your house. Right. And then the thing is connected to the internet. So... God knows who's uh, who's looking at the map of your house when somebody hacks it. It's a good point. Yeah. He's going to know where everything is, like where all the dirty socks are. Yeah. This is why, I, and I hmm. unplugged the thing, this is why I have a hard time with like Alexas and things like that. I I know that your phone is listening to you all the time, but you, to have those dot things hooked up. Oh, yeah. I, I unplugged those. You do? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This is my uh, paranoia kicking in. Those stop and shop robots kind of look like a, kind of like an old ashtray, like you'd see outside, like a like a like a shopping mall somewhere. An old ashtray. Yeah, like the outdoor ashtray. Oh yeah. It's got yeah. a little hole on the top, and then this this long spout that goes down to like a bigger uh, yeah, base. And the ones that go on fire because nobody cleans them out or puts water in them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what they look like to me. Well, I think it's the robot smoking all those cigarettes, standing outside. That can't be good for the robot. Well, it was an it look. It reminds him of an old girlfriend. He just stands out there. I once had a gal that looked like this. <laughs> she was much shorter than me, just like this. And man, she used to smoke out of all the holes. Oh, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> Your Pioneer Valley forecast. <laughs> I like how we're making the robot at Stop and Shop a sex robot. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know.
Uh, rainy today with a high of 61. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 63. It's 56 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. GG Inc. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 649 in Paul McCartney on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, crappy, rainy today with a high of 61. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 63. 56 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, after 8 o'clock, you'll hear the next keyword to cash, your next chance to win $1,000. Listen for the $1,000 keyword. And enter that keyword into rock102.com before midnight for your chance to win. I'll give you the next keyword after 8 o'clock. You'll hear it again at 11, 2, and 5 o'clock today. It's all brought to you by TextMeForTires.com and 21st Century Pools and Spas in Chicopee on Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. How much do you rely on GPS? Heavily. Yeah? Yeah. There's a DoorDash driver up in Middleton. That's out near Danvers. Yeah. Uh he was completing an order to a Middleton home and ended up following his GPS into a body of water on Friday. <laughs> the driver called police saying their car was stuck in a body of water in the woods off Kenny Road around 11.40 a.m. on September 22nd. When officers arrived, the driver, the uh, driver, it says the diver. Cause they didn't, They're right. Yeah, The diver seemed panicked. You mean the driver. Seemed panicked, claiming that their vehicle was underwater. The driver said they were uh, delivering Duncan to a home on Mill Street when their GPS led them down a dirt road. The DoorDash driver then somehow ended up driving into a body of water. The vehicle was found uh, still running and partially submerged in the water on a dirt path behind 18 Kenny Road. The homeowner was notified and arrived shortly after. The vehicle was towed and there did not appear to be any leakage from the car into the water. The driver was taken to Beverly Hospital for treatment. They'll be charged with negligent operation of a motor vehicle, and police have requested that their license be suspended. No can other I, information would be released. Can I, can I ask a larger question? Yeah. Uh, what happened to the Duncan that was ordered? I, that's what I would like to know about it. Did I mean, the it, person get their Duncan? Did the, is the Duncan, uh, you know, just sitting there getting cold? Because now it's going to be no good. I mean, listen. D- uh, Dunkin' Donuts is great, but if you leave anything that you buy that you let sit out for too long, oh yeah, and it's let, not going to be fresh. So you you're going to have to have another DoorDash and guy go in a it. submerged vehicle. We don't know whether or not the Dunkin' products may have gotten wet and and, and tainted. So if that's if that's the case, yeah, does the customer receive a refund? And from who? Oh, I'm sure they do. I'm sure you, uh, hey, the DoorDash guy never showed up. Yeah, I mean, I would hate to waste good quality, uh, you know, Dunkin' Donuts reward points for an order that never shows up because because yeah. the DoorDash guy couldn't read his GPS, couldn't see that there was a, bo- that, that big blue thing in the screen may be a body of water. Listen, I saved them, I stacked them, I used them how I want, and not once did I want my uh, Dunkin' to be dunked into a pile of water. They should be dunked into coffee and then and into my mouth. And that's it. That's it. That's it. That's no, it. No, a pile of water in the woods. But I'm looking at this picture, and I'm like, what an idiot. Like, how could you not see this giant pond in front of you as yeah. you're driving down a road that clearly is not a real road? It's it's an access road. And if you're driving down that, and you're like, this doesn't look right, yeah. it's time to stop and go, okay, Maybe I should look at a different route. I've done this before, but at nighttime, I was driving to Chesterfield, Mass., which okay. is right next to Worthington. Sure. So I go up, you know, from my house to up Route 112 into Worthington, go on this road, 
and it was it was like March and it was snowing. It started to snow and the GPS. This was long ago when the GPS wasn't an updatable thing. You right. had to like put it to a PC to update it. But even so, it still had this road on it. And I'm driving down this road. And all of a sudden, the road just starts getting smaller and smaller. And, and dirtier I realize and dirtier. Yeah. This is a dirt road. I can't couldn't see it because yeah. it was pretty flat from the thing. And I thought I was going to die in the woods. Luckily, I was able to back up enough and f- eventually turn around and get out of there. But I thought I was going to die in the woods. But I was smart enough to go, I'm not going to keep going on this. Like, you have to say, hey, eh, maybe this is not the best idea. Now, here you are. That was, a, that was a situation where it was nighttime. Right. It was dark out. You know, you don't know where you're going. This guy, broad daylight, driving down a road, he must have been on something. How could you How could you just drive right into this thing without even seeing it in front of you? Well, you know, yes, you're absolutely right. But, you know, if you don't have a, a great sense of direction yeah. naturally and you're relying this heavily on GPS, and, and I'm as guilty of this as anybody else, you want your GPS to not be a filthy, stinking liar. You know, you're right. And if there's a problem with the route, they should be recalculating. You absolutely should be recalculating, especially right. when you wind up on a dirt road. If you're on a dirt road and it's one car width wide, right. You really should reevaluate where you're going. Here's here's the problem I'm facing right now, yeah. uh, and these are real world problems. My car is a 2014 model. Yeah. Okay, so it's a it's a it's a nine year old car. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's about the, it's about seeing its its lifespan. Well, the the GPS on that thing was the factory installed model from 2014, which means it's an old GPS. Yes. So and not you, a lot of updates. You can't update it anymore. No, it's probably. Beyond the point of updating. Well, what's happened here in Massachusetts since 2014? All the numbers on every ex- exit in the have state changed. have changed. So now I have to. So now I have to be mindful of where I'm actually going, rather than looking at the numbers. So now I don't even use the GPS that yeah. comes the, the the factory installed you, GPS. You still got exit four on there for West Springfield off the Mass Pike. I'm miles away from exit four at that point. So now I'm using, you know, the downloadable apps. I'm using Waze and everything there seems to be updated like, uh, you know, on the spot. Mm -hmm. But crying out loud, there's even, you know, pulled over cars that that's warning me about. Yeah. But now, now it's it's, it's at the point where, you know, who, who do you believe? Well, you can just pretend you're in a time machine. I bet you if you typed in Luxburger on there, it would bring you right down to that Insta place. You know? Oh, I'm hungry for a burger. A Lux is yeah. open. Dear GPS, bring yeah. me to Lido's in yeah. Springfield. Ooh, look, a Bradley's. It's still open? I didn't know. Yeah, it's you know, places near you, and you click, uh, ooh, a Bradley's, a Caldor. It still shows me what stores yeah. are in the Eastfield Mall. Ooh, Ames. <laughs> Ames is back. It's 657 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Oh, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As many of you aware, there are very few moments in sports that are worse than when you're on the losing end of a humiliating blowout. Oh, man, that sort of thing is embarrassing. Losing by itself isn't a lot of fun. Getting blown off the field in a one-sided smackdown, that takes some time to recover from. 
whether it happens at a kid's t-ball game or a professional football, getting your ass handed to you on television is a soul-crushing nightmare. By now, I'm sure most of you have seen the final score of yesterday's game between the undefeated Miami Dolphins and the last place in winless Denver Broncos. Yesterday, the Dolphins grabbed the Denver Broncos defense and gave them the bare-bottom spanking of their lives, beating the Broncos by a nine mind-numbing score of 70-20. to 20. It winds up being one of the most lopsided games in football history. Dolphins racked up 726 yards in total offense, which includes the 309 yards thrown by Dolphin quarterback Tua Tagalova. And did I, I didn't even mention the four touchdown passes and the three incompletions that he threw. I didn't need to mention that. I should mention, though, that even Dolphins backup quarterback Mike White threw for a touchdown, too. That makes the Dolphins to become the first team in NFL history to score five passing touchdowns and five rushing touchdowns in the same game. Should also mention that the 70 points that were racked up is the highest recorded NFL total since 1966, the very year I was born. Now, while that's all impressive and everything, the Denver Broncos are going to be sitting on a plane this morning wondering what the hell just happened. It's not like they have a mercy rule in football. It's not like you're going to forfeit the game and drown your sorrows for the nearest friendlies location. No, you're going to sit there and question all of your life choices. And none of the options are going to appeal, are going to be that appealing. Getting your ass kicked by 50 points isn't just another day. It isn't just a, it's just, it isn't just the way football is played. It's a brutal reminder that you and your teammates are a horrible football team in every possible way. And the Miami Dolphins came to play football like a bunch of professionals, which the Denver Broncos clearly could not. But hey, and if my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. See all those leaves starting to fall on the ground? Well, guess what? You're about to take care of them with a leaf blower or a big-ass rake or leaf bags that you picked up at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. Fall cleanup is here, and Rocky's is waiting for you. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic. Two Springfield's Classic Rock at 710 and Sammy Hagar with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be crappy today. Uh, rainy with a high of 61. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 63. It's 56 right now in downtown Springfield. What a delight to welcome him back to the studio. Sports legend. Well, Scott Cohen. How are you, Scotty? I'm great. Are you good? I'm good. You're doing good? I'm <clears throat> doing fine. Sorry I couldn't be here uh, last week. Well, we, uh, we had to pick up the pieces. Uh, you did? It was not uh, not simple. No, I, I'm, I'm sure you did just fine. Uh, I, you did just fine. <laughs> but not everybody's doing just fine. <laughs> we just ran ESPN audio. It was fine. It was like you were really here. Yeah, right. right. You're, yeah. You were here anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so the Patriots finally win their first game. They finally get, the, they finally get the, that out of the way. Sure. There's this big controversy this morning that um, that Mac Jones may have hit Sauce Gardner right I in the nuts. I saw that. Yeah, I read that. I'm... Listen, it's football. Well, you got... and, he, and he's been, but Mac's been accused of, of that kind of uh, chicanery before. Yeah, well, listen, you know, if you had a bunch of guys on top of you and you're all trying to, you know, you, Agreed. You knock down a quarterback or prevent him from right. going, you know, you know, pass the line of scrimmage, you know, sometimes Quit a guy's crying. just going to get... Yeah, Absolutely. Tagged, tagged in the nuts. Absolutely. We've all, we've all we've, been look, there. We've all been there. Yes. We've all taken, gotten hit in the nads at one point or another. Do we do we bitch and complain about it? No. You just get up, you dust yourself off, and you move on. Yeah, and you, and you try to, to you know, restore your breathing. You know, you, tr- you try to stand upright. You right. Know, you try and we're not getting paid. We weren't the vomiting. And we weren't getting paid a million dollars when it was happening to us. 
So just relax. Well, and also, is is uh, Sauce Gardner not wearing some level some of protection? Some sort of protection. Because if I were to punch a guy in the cup, you, all right, he feels it. Because you, you know, there's no way you don't feel it. But, but so will you. Right. There would be there would be like uh, bruises on, Bruise on, on, the on the knuckles. Yep. Yeah. No, for example, stand up for a minute. I'm gonna I'm gonna, yeah, gonna punch a little you right ex- in the nads. Yeah, I'm gonna punch you yeah. right in the nads. I okay. want to tell, tell you what. Are you wearing a cup right now? I am not. All right. Okay. So next week, bring a cup in. Okay. We'll do a little scientific experiment. Fair see enough. how you, see how you fare. Right. You okay. Know, you know what the uh, the older football players used to do to the uh, the freshman football players in high school was they they'd uh, oh hold them down and then put the jock strap over their face and call it joxygen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. The days, Breathe man. it in. Breathe it in. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, so look, are we um, are we doing glass half empty or glass half full here? Well, to me, it's a because, buddy, my glass is absolutely, positively half empty. They they stink. You know what, Scott? There's air in the glass, so technically the glass is always full. all right. Fine. Yeah, they stink, man. The Patriots. The Patriots stink. Well, listen. Uh, they still beat the Jets for the fifteenth straight time. I understand that. Yeah, you know, they they played to the level of the Jets. Uh, you know, big time. Yeah, you know, but you know, next week with uh, the Cowboys, yeah, you know, that's a legitimate uh, challenge. Yep. Yeah, you know, the, the the Cowboys, even though there were some struggles yesterday, they're good. The other, they're, they're still fine. A, still a fine, they fine football team. They know how to play the game. Look, there was there were so many. Well, you know, first of all, you know, I I. I chatted with um, with Pat Kelly on the pre pregame show again, and I said, you know, he's like, well, you know, what's going to happen at the end of the thing? It's always like, what's the final score of the game going to be? I said the final score was going to be was going to be seventeen to ten, and I had Ooh. and I had no idea which team would win. All I know is it would be a complete snooze fest, no matter who did. And so 15-10's the final. They get the win. They get a conference win. They get a divisional win, which will be great for later on if they can manage to get their act together. But at the end of the game, as and the Jets are just woeful. They're woeful. They they still they almost pulled off the Hail Mary at the mm-hmm. end of the game. And the reason they pulled off the they were in a position to do that is because the Patriots had so many third down opportunities in like the last three minutes of the game and they didn't they didn't convert any of them. No. Against uh, it's just dude, they're bad. Listen, it was the, the second half was not uh, was not a great one. No. But you know what? Zach Wilson it makes Mac Jones look like Johnny Johnny Unitas. and you know there's no <laughs> there's no getting around it. I mean, I I want to feel bad for I Jets do. fans. I I I, I, I do. can't. I, I do. Mean, I physically can't do that. But you know, uh, on the other hand, Zach Wilson ain't going to get you very far He's this season. Not. He's just awful. He is awful. And you know what? It's like I, I really looking at that kid. I really feel bad for him because I still think that somewhere deep down inside of him, there's actually an NFL quarterback just dying to get out. But he he is he's terrible. He's terrible. But but again, but back to the Patriots, dude. You you see a, you see you talked about the Dolphins in your uh, view from the couch. Yeah, there's a team in your division that put up 70 points on the board yesterday. I mean, that's how that is the difference between where they are and where the Patriots are. And, what and, is and not just on. and not just passing. I mean, you know, the rushing game was was Everything. tremendous yesterday. Everything. That the the team, the Patriots team is is 
poorly constructed. It's it's not well coached. Um, just the 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 lack of talent is just it's just so obvious. And they they've this is a team that they've been building over the last few years, and it's not very good. All right. Well, so let's let's look at the reality of the situation. Yes, they are they are not the uh, the two thousand one. They're not. They're not your. They're not your father's uh, New England Patriots. They are not. But you know, a win is a win. And I guess their first Super Bowl win, they started the season off 0-2 also. Now, I'm not saying the Patriots are a Super Bowl-level team. Yeah, they thank are you. not. Thank you. They are not. But we didn't <laughs> think they were a Super Bowl-level team when they won no, they, the no, first time. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little hesitant to be writing them off. They just picked up a win against, uh, against the Jets. The yep. Jets' defense is a good defense. It's a very good defense. And I think that, uh, you know, you just we, we got to wait a few more weeks before we can say this team totally stinks. I I'm listen, I agree and I mean I'm you know I'm sitting here you know being flippant and you know trying to be funny about it but um and I, I you know I agree with you there's a long way between here and there right? But bud, they're just when you when you look at at how how they have been playing, how they are constructed and you look, you look at the other good teams in the NFL. I mean, backs that that I'm talking. Like, my thing is a, is the big picture thing here. Yeah, they're going to win some games. You know, they'll they may play the Cowboys competitive next week. May they might they might beat Dallas. But I just don't think that this team is is built for the long run. And that a they should be. And b what are they going to do about that? Yeah, Bill, yeah, dude. Bills Bills days are. He's walking the final miles there. He's walking the final. Well, I mean, miles. that's that's easy to say. There's a man in his is seventies, and he's had an outstanding career. Yep. But you know, this this doesn't detract from the man's legacy. In no, the least. no, 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 no. So I, just, I don't know. I, I mean, just, dude, I just think they're they stink. I, listen, Sorry. I think it, I think it's too soon to completely right. write them off. But I mean, when thank goodness that Miami's a few weeks away. You yep. know, that's thank thank God that's not next week. Yep, absolutely. All right. Uh, so, yes. oh, I'm just enjoying the uh, the Patriots cheerleader who uh, was posting during the game yesterday, Miss uh, Jill Acevedo. Oh, really? Yeah, hmm. yeah. Now, now that's something I can get into. Get your, get your. Yeah, yeah. That's something, Steve. You yeah. can get your arms around. That's can't, right. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Can't you? Yeah. Can't you? Uh, big story this weekend. Uh, Colorado loses their first game. They get yeah. uh, smoked by. Uh, they got smoked by uh, Oregon. Oregon. Yeah, that was the. At some point, that was going to be inevitable. Yeah, but it certainly puts a little bit of a uh, little bit of question mark about you know whether if, whether in fact you know, Deion Sanders is everything he's purporting that I, team you know, to listen, be. I'm, I've loved the I've loved the Deion Sanders show. Uh, I think it's been I think it's been great for college football. You enjoy watching it. Listen, he comes as advertised, man. It's not like he all of a sudden you know decided to behave this way. This this has been him uh, the whole way through. And and I'll tell you. And here's the other thing: you want to talk about going from the friggin' fire from the what frying pan into the fire, or vice versa? They got they got their butts kicked by Oregon right there on national TV. They're mm-hmm. playing USC at home this this coming Saturday, um, and that dude and USC put up 42 points against Arizona State on Saturday. So th- what we saw happen. This past Saturday with Colorado was going to happen all over again. Yeah, and so well, the 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 interesting part about it is no matter how you look at it, and and whether what they do in the field isn't really the the total issue here. It's not. The fact of the matter is, he is the most contemporary form of a college coach that we've seen. Yes, 
you know, all these old guys, who've been, you know, the Nick Sabans who've been around forever, they're not quite doing what what Deion Sanders is doing in the sense that you know foot you know college athletics with NIL you know deals yes. and everything else and recruiting and all the different things that go you know into college football. Deion is now leading the charge on how to manage that kind of he totally that kind is. of football you know, uh, you know, territory. You're absolutely right. All these old guys are just trying to figure out well, how's he doing that. Yep, and he's doing it. He is, and you know what? And the and it's it's just um it it's just it's going to be just a matter of time before that team continues to get better and and the kind of kids that he's going to attract because you know they they you brought up a good point and listen nothing against Nick Saban kids today look at Nick Saban and they they see their grandfather and they look at a guy like Deion Sanders who's at who is at a major major college power yeah. that any kid would want to go and and you know, play on that campus and for that team and for him, he's he's got a leg up on all of them because he's able to communicate with young people like these old coaches, you know, uh, can't. So the the sky's the limit for him, man. It's it, it it's only going to get better and better. The uh, the Red Sox mercifully uh, shut things Walking down this weekend miles, yes, uh, or this week. Yep. Uh, it it yeah. You know, it it's not very often when both the Red Sox and the Yankees are both mathematically eliminated. Yeah. But this is this has just happened. My question to you is: There's been a lot of speculation mm-hmm. about about you know the next general manager, whether it's Alex Cora or somebody else. Yep. There was some. Uh, conversation about Theo Epstein coming back that's been been shut down it has what do you think is going to eventually happen here I think it's probably the guy who's going to be the next Red Sox general manager unless you are an absolute baseball geek you're going to have no idea who he is you've never heard his name before or or her name you just not you're not gonna it's going to be someone you never heard of before because you know there's there are really talented young uh executives around the league who are available but we don't we don't know who they are here's a here's a stat that should be maybe maybe the most uh distressing one of the entire red sox season uh mookie betts has uh <laughs> has broken the record i know of 105 rbis as a leadoff hitter that has never been done before and we allowed him to walk away for a bag of donuts and, and cash exactly it's Awful. like you know the old saying man why can't we get players like that well we had him. We had him. We let him go. Let him go. We the let other go. big thing, Baxi, this week, the Ryder Cup. Yes, USA versus Europe. Uh, rookies. There, you know, there's the there's the John Roms and the Ricky Fowlers and the Scotty Schefflers and and all people like that. The Rory McIlroys. But there's a ton of rookies on the European team and a ton of rookies on on the American team. It's being played over in Italy. Yep. Um, we're, we're, we're not going to be able to really watch it because of the time difference. You know, it'll be, you'll have to get up really early in the morning or see the replay during the day for the most part. But yeah, that's a big thing. And I always pull, I always pull for the Europeans in the Ryder cup because I just think that their players are so much more interesting than ours are, but we'll see what happens. All right. We'll get out of here with your anti-American. I know. I'm sorry. I I apologize in advance. (laughs) Great talk. Great talk. Good talk. Yeah. Good chat. Good chat. All around, all around, all around. It's uh, 724 with Bax and Nagel and Scott Cohen. Good to talk to you on Rock 102. So check that out on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and rock102.com. All brought to you by ZM Home Builders, Home Buyers, and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. You know, uh, here's a follow-up to a story I was talking about last week. 
Remember I was talking about those kids who took their mom's car uh, like 200 like miles Like the 10-year-old, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here's a, here's a little update on that. Uh, you know you have like a like a gifted kid when they're like walking at six months and they're dropping full sentences at two years and then they're, you know, driving across the country at 10 years old. I mean, yeah. that's usually the next step. He's a savant is what he is. Police in Florida pulled over the stolen car at 4 a.m. last Thursday morning and discovered the driver was a 10-year-old boy, his passenger, his 11-year-old sister, and they were the thieves. The siblings stole their mom's car because they were mad at her for taking some electronics away from them. They drove more than 200 miles (laughs) before they were pulled over. 200 miles! They were more than three hours away from home when they were caught. It's unclear what their plan was, if they even had one. The mom picked them up and is not pressing charges. Because of that, the officers say it's only a traffic violation, so the kids won't be charged. Totally worth it. (laughs) She's not pressing charges. Of course she's not. She's going to take care of uh, justice her own way. Still, they are incredibly lucky that uh, they didn't hurt themselves or anyone else. This kid must be a tall kid to reach the pedals and and be able to... You know, at, at... at 10 years old, I probably w- wouldn't be attentive enough to even know how to start the car, much less, you know, drive it 100 miles or 200 miles. 200 miles? It's like a four-hour drive. Yes. That's crazy. <laughs> but I want to know what time they were picked up. It doesn't say that. Nah, it it just says they left the house at 4 a.m. Oh, no, they pulled it over at 4 a.m., so they must have left it like midnight. At least. Mom wakes up. Uh, hey, I'm just checking in on the kids. Where are the kids? <laughs> I don't know, but it's like that dummy setup like uh, Clint Eastwood had in the uh, the was the Birdman of Alcatraz or whatever the hell it was. Yes. What was the name of that movie? Uh, was it the Birdman of Alcatraz? Yeah, I believe it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah where he had that that uh, dummy head that he made and he uh, put it in there, or even like the Ferris Bueller thing where he had yeah, the fake right. snoring going on in the background. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's seven twenty nine with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Seven thirty one. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. By the way, I'm being told that it's Escape from Alcatraz. Escape from Alcatraz. That's the one. What was the Birdman of Alcatraz? That was another one, wasn't it? Jesus, uh, I, I don't remember off the top of my head. I don't know. They never found that guy. No, they didn't. They found the rafts, but they never found the bodies. Hmm. I bet you he was still rolling around for quite a few years after that. It's you know? just a movie, I, I think. No, it was based a true on a real story. story? It was a true story. I don't know. Well, based on a true story. Of course, if we put Clint Eastwood in something, you got to make it more dramatic than it really was. He makes things believable every time. Traffic on I-91 North was at a standstill Friday afternoon after a traffic stop took a dramatic turn. A Massachusetts State Trooper was dragged on the road by a car. According to state police, the trooper was trying to stop the driver for violations at a nearby rest stop. The trooper eventually detached himself, and the driver took off minutes after uh, minutes later, crashing his car and fleeing the scene on foot. Some people, uh, sometimes, uh, sometimes people just make the impulsive decision to try and get away. Why would you add that to the news story? I don't, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's true. It is usually an impulsive decision, but um, that's a, uh, I'm what are you going to do? Uh, this is like uh, Western Mass News, like the Dukes of Hazard. It's like the Whalen Jennings voice over there. Sometimes people just make an impulsive decision to try to get away. <laughs> <laughs> Freeze frame, yeah, and then the yeah. guy, you know, then the car goes. Hey, by the way, you you uh, you kids at Western Mass News, that's a show your parents used to watch. Yeah, that's a that's a banned show that nobody's allowed to watch anymore because of the the flag on the car. 
We've it was them dukes. It was them dukes, boy. <laughs> Rasco Pico train. After uh, an hours-long search, 45-year-old Michael J. Williams Jr. of Greenfield was found by a canine unit and taken into custody. He was charged with assault and battery with a dangerous weapon, negligent operation of a motor vehicle, operating after the license was suspended for a prior OUI offense, leaving the scene of a crash that caused personal injury, failure to stop for police, speeding, resisting arrest, and a marked lanes violation. That's the one he's fighting. Ta-da. Ta-da. Yeah. That's a... That's a busy bee right there. Yeah. Uh, and Michael Michael J. Williams Sr. was like, what are you going to do with your life? Look what I did, Dad. I dragged a trooper down 91, and I uh, got away for a little while. Now, the trooper's okay, right? Trooper's fine. He was, All right, uh, go. Well, I wouldn't say fine. He was released from the hospital. He's probably suffering from some serious Oh, he's going he's gonna to feel... Yeah. That road rash is going to be with him for a couple days. You know, that's th- that's the perception. When when you hear on a news story, oh, the person was released. That doesn't mean that they didn't suffer from the injury. Yeah, you're- minor injury means you didn't you didn't d- requ- have anything that required you to stay in the hospital. Ever been released from a hospital? Yeah, it, it ain't all it ain't all butterflies and roses. No, I can tell you that. No, no. Sometimes no. you go. Sometimes I wish I was still in the hospital. Yeah, uh, you know what? Trying to get released at a hospital during shift change. Oh, forget Ooh, it. Fa with the shift change. All of a sudden, yeah, we're going to reset at 2 o'clock. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Mary had to leave for the afternoon, so the discharge nurse won't be in here till uh, 3, you know, 4. That's, that's like one of the most annoying things about being in a hospital. Well, other than you know being sick or injured or needing surgery. Yeah. Uh, is the day you're being released, you know you're going home, you're, all your stuff is packed, and all you got to do is wait to sign your name to a paper. That's all you need to do. And it takes forever. Well, because there's there's a lot more going on behind the scenes than you know about. I understand that. And I understand that you know, like you know doctors are busy, you know nurses are busy, administrators are you know you know bean counting and pushing paper papers all over the place. Yeah. I get that. But I'm all packed and ready to go. And the only thing that I really want to do is get out of this hospital that's and go all, home. That's all you want. That's all I really want to do. After like a third or fourth hour of you know, me sitting there with my my plastic bag full of uh, of underpants and socks, I just it's it's time to go. Time, time to go. go. There needs to be like an ex- express checkout. Can I keep these socks with the grippies on the bottom of it? Right, absolutely. It needs to be like like an express checkout, like at that a uh, you know like at a, like at a day's in. You know you don't wait. You don't go to the front desk and wait for hours to check out of the hotel. Or like uh, the the big Y, where you uh, my my checkout express, where you just scan the QR code, you scan all your items while you're in there, and then you're out the door. You don't even have to stop and talk to anybody. Easy. Yeah. Simple. Same thing with the hospital. I don't see why you can't Checking do that. QR codes on your medical charts. Boom. You're all set to go. Mark them up a little bit. Yeah. Fudge them, maybe. You give give me a device. Uh, give me like a, you know, I'll I'll scribble my name with my index finger, and I'll be out of there. The uh, Big E saw its largest attendance of the 2023 season on Friday. The fair reported a daily attendance of 97,477, a daily attendance record. Wow. Overall, 587,680 people have attended the Big E eight days into the 17-day fair. On Thursday, when Masked Governor Maura Healy visited, there were 69,963 people who attended. Uh, Fairgrove's head to the Big E on Saturday. Uh, can uh, This is obviously from two days ago. Can expect cool temperatures and should prepare to see some rain throughout the day. 
Now more our, yesterday than with yeah. the rain. Now, our uh, mandatory staff outing Thursday at the Big E. Yeah. That is, uh, are, are there plans for us? Are we all supposed to meet someplace? No. Or do we just scatter? We scatter. I don't know. I didn't hear any kind of uh, I, I don't plans. Get, I didn't hear anything organized. Are we all going to go get a, uh, a, a, a pickle lemonade together? Oh, the hell we will. Well, we don't have enough money for everybody, so we're going to buy one cup, and everybody's going to take a straw. <laughs> Everyone gets their own straw yeah. in one cup. Yeah, the boss comes over with the uh, with the Thanksgiving nachos. All right, folks, grab a finger. Okay, one chip apiece for everybody. Yeah, one, one, backs one, not two. But this was part of, no, one. But the, the second chip was stuck to the it bottom of the other chip. The cheese. Yeah, so uh, so that's Thursday. I see myself lasting a good hour. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, maybe an about an hour. At the, yeah, uh, the biggie. I think an hour is I good. Think, think that I think that's pretty feasible. <laughs> it was an hour. Uh, yeah, f- uh, forecasters had predicted rain over the weekend. It was yesterday that was the day. I want to know what the attendance record was yesterday. Yesterday was probably a little slow. I would probably imagine it was. Although, it's not like they shut the place down. Even in the rain, you could still, you know, yeah, you may not go down the the uh, the big yellow slide. I don't know if you could do that in the rain, but I don't see why you couldn't wait for a crazy burger in the rain. Well, if you want to get a wet butt, you could probably take the red uh, the yellow slide down. Yeah, I don't want a wet butt. I'll, I'll you know give me an umbrella, maybe a poncho, and uh, and you know, I'm just gonna go there waiting for my baked potato. I'm telling you, th- days like this are the days to go. You just put a poncho on. You walk around. You're going in the buildings anyway. Who cares if it's raining outside? Yeah, it's everybody. Unless everybody's, you're going on the rides, which uh, even then, it's like uh, living life and tasting death. Get up, get me on a Ferris wheel in the middle of a rainstorm. Listen, the the biggie doesn't shut down. If you know, it doesn't matter what the weather. It could be like a like a typhoon. If there's a chance to make a few bucks. They will stay open. Uh, Holyoke police arrested two men on Thursday after they were caught allegedly attempting to steal thousands of dollars worth of products from the Stop and Shop on Northampton Street. According to Holyoke Police Detective Hamill, police were called to the stop and shop for two people that were inside the grocery store allegedly stealing health and beauty products. The officers that arrived to the store encountered the suspects as they were attempting to leave with the merchandise. Both suspects ran from police and one tried to get into a vehicle nearby. However, both men were arrested in the shopping plaza. They've been identified as 25-year-old Jason Johnson from Queens and 19-year-old Saquon Madden from Queens. The Stop and Shop Loss Prevention Team recovered more than $5,000 worth of merchandise from the suspects. Now, we were asking, what the hell are you stealing from a Stop and Shop that costs $5,000? That That is not that noticeable to get away with. Right. <clears throat> Medicines. They were stealing, like, Sudafeds and all that stuff. And then you go uh, go in there, uh, like, a jar of NyQuil is, like, 15 bucks. So if you take enough of that stuff, yeah, you probably yeah. could hit five thousand dollars. Wasn't there a story like last week that said uh, like a lot of that you know cold medication that's been out forever? They they, they find that the active ingredient actually does nothing for you. Doesn't that include like a, like a like Sudafed and all that other stuff? Well, it might not have healing properties, but it'll help you out if you know how to use. Oh, it listen, way. if you know what you're doing, you yeah. can, you could have like a you could be you. Know, <laughs> <laughs> you could be cooking in a camper for uh, for the cartel. The uh, vehicle that one of the suspects tried to escape in was searched and, I'm sorry, tried to escape in, because that's how they write it. Right. Uh, was searched and officers found several full trash bags with more stolen merchandise that still had the security tags from nearby stores in the community. 
It's estimated the stolen products combined were worth more than $10,000. More uh, than 300 items were recovered inside the vehicle, which was registered in New Jersey. While being booked, both men provided false names. Hmm. What's your name? Uh, Steely? Steely what? Steely McSteelington? <laughs> what about you? Uh, uh, I'm Grabby. Grabby McGrabbington. Grabby McGrabbington. Oh, Steely McSteely's in and uh, Grabby McGrabbington. Yeah. My friends know me as Snatch. Snatch yeah. Grabberson. And then uh, they were all charged with, uh, you know, retail larceny over $1,200, receiving stolen property, six, six fugitive from justice warrants. Damn. Six fugitive from justice warrants? Really? Well, you Saquon, know. Saquon, really? Six? Listen, well, you, if you want to do it correctly, you want to be able to uh, practice your craft. You would think so. Uh, drunk driving is always stupid, but this might be a pretty dumb example. We've seen in a while. 34-year-old uh, named Jesus Carano Ortiz was driving drunk in Santa Rosa, California on Wednesday. He uh, apparently had run out of booze, so he decided to hop in his truck and go get some more. Yeah, that makes sense, right? Sure. Luckily, he didn't hurt anybody except himself when he ended up crashing into the liquor store. He pulled into the parking lot, never hit the brakes, slammed right into the southeast corner of the building. And he was pretty banged up from the crash, but he still managed to get out of the truck and walk into the store where he tried to buy more booze. That's a go-getter. But he tried to buy the booze. Yeah. As opposed to just, like, steal the booze. Wait, he's not hes not a thief. He's just a drunk. <laughs> Cops took him to the hospital and then to jail. His blood alcohol was .32, or four times the legal limit. He got a DUI. And it turned out his license was also suspended. Really? Yeah, he's facing charges for that too. Imagine you drive through like the, the like the the wall of a liquor store and you go inside to buy things, and you know you're asking the clerk for recommendations. Hey, what wine pairs best with veal cutlets? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, well, why is this? Yeah. Why, what is this, sir? Your car is right there. You crashed into the store. Yeah, you got anybody that can park that around back for me? <laughs> can someone help me with my bags? Yeah. Ah. I don't even, uh, I'm trying to look for the uh, the mug shop, but I don't see it from the guy. Oh, here's the picture of the, yeah, the car crashed right into the, to Famous Ray's Liquors. Famous Ray's or Original Ray's? It's just Ray's. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, booze makes you do some crazy crap, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, not applying the brake would be one thing. Well, the brakes are just suggestions. Those pedals, when you're when you're half in the bag, yeah. those pedals, you can do whatever you want with them. You can use them or you don't have to use yeah, them. I would strongly suggest if uh, if whatever bag you're near, <laughs> yeah. you apply the brake. Listen, uh, when you get you get confused when you've been had a few too many. So when you try pushing the gas with your with your hands, yeah, and your brake with your hands, this is why so many people are so hung up on that "don't drink and drive" thing because it's actually a really good idea to not drive. Oh, stop! That's just an old wives' tale. No, no, yeah. it's not. Are you sure? You know, many of those old wives are part of mothers against drunk driving. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be rainy with a high of 61. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 63. It's 56 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, uh, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 751 in Ozzy.
with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rainy today with a high of 61. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 63. 56 right now in downtown Springfield. Rock 102 is bringing you New England Patriot football all season long. This Sunday, October 1st, the Patriots travel to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. The live pregame begins at 1.30. Kickoff schedule for 4.25, which means it will uh, preempt Baxi's musical fun bag again. Uh, but join Scott, uh, Bob Soshi and Scott Zolak as they bring you all the play-by-play action. The Patriots play here on Rock 102. Uh, slang. Have you used slang in your lifetime? I've used uh, a couple. I've peppered my uh, my vernacular a few times. I have a I have a survey. Survey. They said. There you go. Uh, every generation has their fair share of cool, uncool, desperately trying to be cool and not giving a rat's ass, and every generation has its slang. Ready? Okay. New study out on the uh, most unpopular slang for all age groups. It includes the most used slang words. For boomer, boomers, the number one is bummer, followed by mellow and wannabe. Really? Yeah, I've never heard a boomer say that stuff. I, uh, I've never heard I've heard that. a boomer go, get off my lawn. I've heard that. Yeah. Uh, for Gen X, it's chill, followed by lame and bummer. Oh, we're still using the boomer bummer. I guess. I don't know. For millennials, the number one is OMG, followed by chill and lame. You know, I, I find that uh, when uh, the youngsters grab on to another, another colloquial term, a yeah. slang, that it really makes no sense to uh, to any of us. I thought it was colloquial. No, it's colloquial. All right. Anyway, I find that sometimes the, the language of uh, today's youth is absolutely unmanageable for me. Why? I really don't know. I don't really know. Is it just because you're at that age where, uh, I, I mean, you just turned 63, Bax. I mean, you, you're just... Apparently, yeah. uh, my understanding of the English language is uh, sus. You know I what? I had no idea why. You didn't correct me on that, so now there's lots of people out there going, he's 63? Jeez. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, uh, not 63. I'm a long way from it. No, next time you see Bax out in public go, you look great for 63. Except I'm only 57, so let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Uh, I I noticed the, the a lot of the younger kids use bro. Hey, bro. Yeah. I start using that too. What's up, bro? Yeah, but they're using that like to, to like to like women and uh, you know yeah. you know those who maybe gender fluid. It be you know do you call someone uh, bro at that point? I I don't know if you do. I, I, don't, just, I think that's you know presumptuous. I was just talking to a friend last week who said uh, she's she's forty six and went out on a date with a twenty nine year old, and she couldn't take it anymore because he kept calling her bro. Hey bro, bro what are you doing tonight, bro? That's right. not something you want to hear. I, I I think. No, I would think maybe if it's the fun of dating a, a you know a. a Older woman dating a, a younger man. She, wait, but she was she was forty what? Forty six. Forty six, yeah, and he was twenty nine. Twenty nine. Yeah, that's a. I mean, that's a big stretch of oh, of, a, of years. Age there. is an attitude. No, I get that. Yeah. I get that. But you know, I also maybe I'm at the point now where if uh, you know, God forbid I was you know back in the single world and I had to date someone who's uh, in their twenties. Yeah, I, I I don't think I could do it. You know, I got nothing to talk to uh, with a 20-year-old. It's a different perception when a woman does that with a man. Oh, yeah. You know, a 46-year-old woman and a 29-year-old man, you're like, all right. And then, but, it, you know, you're a 46-year-old man, you date a 29-year-old woman. Yeah, you're a creep. A, you're a creep. Yeah. 
What? What? Why is that? What's the? Uh, what's the? Because we haven't figured out a better name than creep. Like you know, old, you know, older women have been able to embrace you know cougar or you know puma, depending on your on your age difference. But you know, for an old dude. We're just creeps. I, I know people who, who would, like, criticize you. Ah, you're dating a younger woman, and then yet their, their significant other is, like, 10 to 12 years older than they are. Yeah. So where, where what's the problem? Well, like, Jenny's only, like, 10 years younger than me. But there are some times when, you know, I'll have a reference in my head that, that really she can't relate to. Like, right. they, like, for whatever reason, I was, I mentioned Gilligan's Island. Yeah. And she's like, "What's that?" No, she knew what it yeah. was, but she had no real frame of understanding about the the intricate plot lines that happened uh, to these uh, these castaways. She didn't spend a lot of time watching TV as a kid because no, I, mo- cause I did. Yeah, because I think her and I are fairly close to the same age, right? She's a little bit older than you, right? But 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 I remember watching all those reruns on yeah. TV. So I knew, I'm very well versed in the uh, the plot line to Gilligan's <laughs> I mean, Island. I mean, that's all I did as a kid, right? But uh, you know, the age gap thing w- with the words going back. Oh, and I forth, know, man, uh, it doesn't make any sense. You know, I, hey, bro, man, you, you say you go home today and your wife starts calling you, bro. What's up, bro? Yeah, I I I wouldn't even know what to, how to respond to that, bro, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, what do you even say to that? I don't know. To me, it. To me, it diminishes the relationship to a certain degree. Like it, it does. I think I'm your husband. I'm not your bruh. No, but it's like you know, maybe maybe uh, you know, at 46, you get into a, a younger guy. You're a woman. You get into a relationship with a younger guy. You're like you know what? This is going to be good. He's he's maturing. Uh, you know, he's he's coming in, and he starts calling you bro. <laughs> That's when you're like, okay, this 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 charade is over. I I can't pretend to like it's, this. It's anymore. really time to start seeing more age appropriate people. Yes. It's 7.57 Rock 102. Here comes the money. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aarons, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, as a man, I have taken more than my fair shots right to the various bits and pieces on my body. I'd be more than happy to give you a few examples of what exactly I'm talking about, but I think most of you catch my drift. Sometimes your business is just out there, waiting to be punched, crunched, smacked around, or kicked right up into your throat. It's not very pleasant, and they are among these are among the many things that face today's man. Regardless of status, privilege, or socioeconomic background, you got to be careful with your junk. Bad things can happen to it. For example. Yesterday, while the New England Patriots were busy beating the New York Jets for the 15th straight time with a little dust-up occurring in the fourth quarter by Mac Jones. Uh, During that play, Mac was stuffed by a couple of Jets defenders, and after it was over, it is alleged that Mac Jones may have potentially punched Jets cornerback Sauce Gardner right in the nuts. This prompted the aching Sauce Gardner to protest, in which he gives Mac Jones a bit of a shove, as if to say, Dear Sir... My testicles and I take umbrage with your aggressive style of play. After the game was over and the Patriots had won 15-10, Sauce told reporters, quote, He hit me in my private parts. You know what I'm saying? As it turns out, Mr. Sauce, yes we do. I not only know what you're saying, I've been there myself. Yet, according to Mac Jones, quote, it's just football. It's a physical game. Well, you know what, Saucy Mac Jones is right about that, too. Football is a very physical game. Perhaps if you weren't waving it all in his face, Mac Jones might have hit you somewhere else. 
maybe the shins, perhaps at the elbow, or perchance he might have punched you somewhere else. In this situation, he got you right in your private parts. Now let me ask you this. In this situation, uh, what would you prefer? Getting punched in the cubes or losing to the Patriots 15 times in a row as Zach Wilson is your quarterback? Given the choice, I'd have to take the punch to the cubes. At least I know they'll heal and be effective next Sunday. Zach Wilson and the New York Jets against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs? Yeah, I don't think so. And be warned, I hear that Matt Patrick Mahomes can get a little touchy-feely, especially in fourth-quarter situations, too. But hey, enough of my yappin'. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Stram- Australian Timber Oil. How'd you like to stain your deck with that stuff? Go to Rocky's for Cabot Australian Timber Oil or any of Cabot stains, sealers, or waterproofers. Good people, rock solid service, and Cabot stains at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810 at ACDC with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is going to be rainy today. Crappy with a high of 61. Perfect day to go to the Biggie. I'm telling you, this is the day to go. When there's nobody there, yeah. you want to walk around, go. Yeah, the line is, yourself. Lines of Six Flags going to be kind of short today, too. Yeah. Think about that. I think Six Flags is not open until the weekends. Now. Well, still. Yeah. I mean, I just, you know, it's, it's a... <laughs> If, if uh, on a rainy day like today, you know nobody wants to go outside and do stuff. No. It's the perfect day for you to go outside and do stuff. Fifty six right now in downtown Springfield. Steve, I'm delighted to tell you that it is time for the keyword to cash for a thousand bucks. You ready for this? I'm ready. Today's keyword, Steve, is the word bucks. That's bucks. B u c k s. Not other words that rhyme with bucks. It's bucks. Go to the keyword to cash contest page. On rock102.com and enter bucks for your chance to win a thousand bucks. You got until midnight to enter uh, today's thousand dollar keyword for a chance to win a thousand. Your thousand dollar keyword is bucks. B U C K X. Good luck. U uh, C K S. B U C K S. I think I said X. It's not. It's S. Uh, good luck from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. For God's sakes, man, you got one thing to do every day. I know, I know, and here I am messing it up for everybody. Those I would are, like to think people know how to spell the word. Those are the uh, cigarette brand we used to steal, though, from the, uh, the convenience stores. Bucks? Bucks cigarettes. There was, mm. a, there was a guy who had a little tiny store near my house, and my friends and I would go and uh, steal the cigarettes. That's right. when they were right on the counter. Remember when they used to do that? When they sell Lucy's? They used to sell tobacco right there on the counter, and then somebody decided, hey, maybe this isn't such a good idea because people are stealing them. Uh, moving away from uh, from the keyword to cash, speaking of cash, two of the hottest concert tours of the summer. This is from uh, gizmodo.com, right? Right. Two of the hottest concert tours of the summer, Beyonce's Renaissance World Tour and Taylor Swift's The Eras Tour, sparked a national conversation on the way online marketplaces and ticket resellers exploit diehard fans looking to have some fun. Now, the IRS is tightening its grip around ticket scalpers who resold tickets to major concerts and sporting events and raked in more than $600 this year. As the Wall Street Journal reports, the new law from the IRS is requiring ticket sellers like Ticketmaster and StubHub to fork over information if they made more than $600 reselling tickets this year. Ticketing websites previously had to send 1099K forms to a user who made more than $20,000 through 200 or more transactions a year. The updated law, which is part of the American Rescue Plan Act, 
lowers that amount to $600, regardless of the number of sales, and sellers will only need to pay taxes on the profit. This is the latest in the uh, attempts to rein in the wild west of ticket sales. The White House previously previously hosted uh, ticketing execs this summer for a dialogue on increasing transparency around hidden fees that customers are slapped with during checkout. So if I have a pair of tickets to Taylor Swift, yeah. I'm just I'm making a hypothetical situation. Yeah. I'm just your average Joe citizen who just happened to come into possession of these tickets. And I sold them on eBay or Craigslist. Uh-huh. I would be on the hook to pay taxes on and, that sale. Anything over $600. So if you bought a pair of tickets for $300, you sold them for 1000 Anything past that six hundred dollar mark, mm-hmm. you're paying taxes on. So the four hundred bucks you're still on the hook for for paying taxes on. But you see, I wouldn't. Here's my point: you wouldn't have to charge that much if the secondary market weren't already overcharging them to begin with. Yeah, well, that's the problem here. That's the thing I took away from reading this was going. So. We're going after the average person who would buy a pair of tickets and then turn around and sell them uh, uh, on the marketplace. They're not talking about Ticketmaster themselves right. reselling those tickets who pay no taxes on any of that stuff. Yeah, you see, I uh, this is uh, the problem I have with this because you know it's now, it's now the consumer that can get jacked twice. Now, listen, I may be selling my tickets... For any number of reasons, like I can't go, right. or maybe I just bought them to to profit. Who knows? Really, the uh, the reason why is indistinguishable in no one's business but my own. <laughs> why am I getting penalized for that if I've already paid taxes on those tickets to begin with? Well, because you're not pay, you're paying tax, you're going to be paying taxes on the profit that you made off. But it. that's just the profit, right? But that yeah. same item has now been taxed twice before they've been used. Dude, that happens all the time, though. Think about think about when you purchase a vehicle. You I, buy you buy a car. Understood. Right? Buy a brand new car. If you're that stupid nowadays, but if right. you buy a brand new car, you pay all these ta- excise taxes and sales tax and everything else on it. Five years down the road, you turn around, and you sell that car. Now that person who bought that car from you now has to pay taxes on that purchase. You've already paid the taxes on the car. Right. The, the taxes were already purchased, but now since another person is buying it, they want to tax them on it. Well, because you're also not only selling the car, you're transferring a title. That's different. You're still paying sales tax yeah. on the vehicle. No, I get it. I get it. I mean, I just think that the whole the whole system is rigged, and it's so anti-consumer that yeah. You know, and, and and let's face it, no. There's no show worth a $600 ticket. There's no there's no show worth that amount. The uh, journal reports that the average price for tickets for Swift's Eras Tour was a massive $1,095, citing figures from StubHub, which specializes in resale tickets. Similarly, the average prices for Beyonce's and Harry Styles' uh, tours hit $380 and $400. Concerts are not the only offenders, however, as the tickets uh, to inter-Miami CF soccer matches ballooned to $250 from $30, after Lionel Messi joined the uh, Major League Soccer. StubHub also apparently told the Wall Street Journal that there was an unusually high number of resellers this year, likely a result of the live event industry still rebounding after COVID-19 lockdowns. What a crock of shiznit. 
They are reselling the tickets. Mm-hmm. And in order to tell the government, hey, no, no, we're going to crack down on these people. And we're going to let the IRS come in, take all that information to the people who sold these tickets, and you can tax them. And the government's like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea to me. But they're not going after the people who are the biggest thieves, and that's the ticket master, and they're reselling companies that they own. They own those companies. So they're reselling their own tickets mm-hmm. under the guise of, no, somebody bought these tickets, and we're just reselling them for them. Do you remember back in January uh, there were congressional hearings about Ticketmaster yeah. and, and their business practices? Yeah. Well, here you are. It's nearly the end of the year. That happened in, in late January. Yep. Here it is. It's late September. And the only thing that the government has been able to come up with is how to figure out a way to tax you, the consumer. The individual, right. not not the not the person, not the the real thief who is the company that is sponsoring this yeah. and conjuring up its own business by buying its own tickets and then reselling them for double the price. I mean, the fact that that Ticketmaster and these other secondary uh, you know, services are able to get away with what they're doing and say, oh, you know, we're trying to protect from bots or, you know, you know, the, you know, the, uh, you know, the marketplace dictates these prices is absolutely ridiculous. And clearly the government, the, the, the congressional uh, uh, committee that heard this testimony still doesn't really understand the issue, still doesn't understand that this is so anti-consumer that it's almost it's almost a shame that we buy into it and pay money for these tickets at those kinds of prices. Yeah. But there's no other way to get tickets half the time because all those tickets are swept up from the box office the moment they go on sale. And I, the only place to get them are your stub hubs and, and uh, everywhere else. I refuse to pay money for these exorbitant prices for these concerts. They're just people. It's just a person that you could watch on TV comfortably in your living room without having to spend $1,500 for a ticket to see a person for four hours. You know, there was once a time, and not to sound like the old man, but, you know, there was once a time I could see, like, ten bands in a single day for five bucks. And you know what? That was cool. That was fine. Yeah. Those were the days. That doesn't happen anymore. So the idea of going to see live bands today, when it's going to cost you at least three bills to get into the door. Yeah. It, it, no, it's, I, I just I, I just can't justify that in my head. And, and you can't tell me that Taylor Swift doesn't have any hand in that. I'm sure she does. She has a she probably is taking a big chunk of that resale ticket market too. Uh, the whole thing is is just a scam. And and then you talk about taxing people over six hundred dollars. That's what they're trying to do with Venmo and PayPal and of all course. this other stuff. Who is that benefiting? All it is, you, you know, you're you're saying you're trying to clean up the tax system. So you now you now you hired a bunch of people at the IRS who are going to focus on electronic transactions between people. It's going to backfire in their face. How are you going to distinct me paying you back for dinner or or versus a, yeah. a payment that I made to well, you? Well, there's there's no traceability <laughs> if you and I were going to exchange cash. That's what I'm to saying. To each other. Yeah. But, you know, we're moving away from a cat. We're moving towards a cashless society, which I actually think is a big mistake. But, it's a huge mistake. Yeah. And But $600 is not a lot of money in, in, in the grand, grand scheme, scheme of, of things. No, absolutely not. not. You're right. 
So you now you're gonna start taxing people who are you know if I if I got a babysitter I gotta pay for for the night. Yeah, the babysitter should be taxed. You know, four or five times she comes over, maybe it's six hundred bucks. You yeah. know what I mean? And then now she's got to pay taxes on that. It's a it's it, it's and and you know they they say you, you know well it's just it's just something you have to explain on your tax form. Yes, you're making me do extra work for something I shouldn't have to do. <sighs> Doesn't make any sense to me either, Steve. Doesn't make any sense. They're screwing the man. You know, no, the man is screwing the man. No, they're screwing the man. I'm the man. And they're screwing me. In this situation, you are not the man. You are the you are the anti-man. You're everything but the man. I'm the biatch. Yeah, you're yeah. not setting the price. You're not selling anything. You're you're the you're the lamb, not yeah. the man. Fork over your taxes for your stupid Venmo uh, transactions. It's eight twenty-two and Rock one hundred two. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 828 and Motley Crue with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown can give you the forecast there. Or actually, is it is did the weather go in there? Uh, yeah, no. Oh, no, I, well, I, I, I it's going to rain like today. That. Yeah, that's pretty much the forecast. I could be a meteorologist. <laughs> you, you put the meat in meteorology, yeah, it's Steve. it's going to rain today. What, yeah. what else do you want me to tell you? I, you don't have to tell me anything, Steve. You, you, know, well, you could tell me anything. I'm likely to believe it. Um... I, I'm reading this story here. A 40, a Florida authorities have identified the woman found dead after an alligator was seen with a body in its mouth. And, hey. she, and she's the one. Hey, Chief. You were looking for that missing lady over there. Uh, you think that alligator with the, with the head uh, hanging out of its mouth, that might be her? I don't know, Lou. I think those two might be, you know, connected. That might be a clue. Authorities responded to a call in Largo in the Tampa Bay area about the gator in the water about 1.50 p.m. on Friday. The Pinellas County Sheriff's Office on Saturday identified the victim as Sabrina Peckham, 41. A witness, uh, Jamarcus Bullard, told a CNN affiliate Spectrum News 13 he uh, earlier saw an alligator with a body in its mouth. Hmm. I could tell there was a body in its mouth, so I started recording. Yeah, you know. Like every every uh, good human being would do, as opposed to like you know, smacking the, the body out of its mouth, or calling the police, or calling for some help. Uh, officials humanely killed the uh, thirteen foot eight and a half inch male, uh, according to the sheriff's office and um, uh, Florida Wildlife Conservation Commission. Alligators have been spotted in the area before, but resident resident Jennifer Dean told Spectrum News that she hadn't seen one this large. A lot of my neighbors were out here, and the ones who told me about. Uh, the gator, while we were standing here, we heard a shot. I assume they killed the gator. But the thing had it in its mouth. Well, I mean, it's not going to give them little gator rides. I mean, you know, that's that's what gators do. They gator eat. raids? Yeah, right. Yeah, they, you got to watch out for that. Gator rides, not gator raids. Oh. Right, yeah. Well, I mean, you got to you protect yourself. Get, you could you gotta, get gator raids. I suppose. You got to protect yourself either way. You yeah. really do. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, yeah. The time is not to uh the time is not really for uh videotaping the time really is to call authorities so uh unless your phone can multitask like that and i'm not even sure i would even know how to do that i would probably call 911 first remember the, remember uh, an animal house where the kid uh, is like reading dirty magazines and a woman comes through the window uh, yeah. during the thing and, and the kid goes thank you god you know, okay. <laughs> right that's like uh, this guy who's waiting for a Tinder date to show up, and all of a sudden an alligator pulls up with a woman in its mouth. <laughs> Thank you, God! <laughs> we have uh, news coming up next to Rock 102. It's... 
104 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. One person was taken to the hospital after a two-car rear-end accident in Sturbridge yesterday. According to the uh, Sturbridge police, there was a two-car rear-end accident in the area of 572 Main Street. The driver of the vehicle was struck from be- that was struck from behind was taken to Ma- UMass Memorial Health uh, Harrington Hospital for their injuries. And that's all the information we have. Must have been a slow news day yesterday. Sturbridge accidents. Yeah. That's a slow day. It is a, it is a slow day. I mean, uh, you know, uh, we got nothing going on here, boys. What do we got out in Sturbridge? Oh, there was a rear-end accident out there. All right, put it on the news and give very little detail of what happened. It's okay, sir. We don't really have many details of what just happened. and We don't feel like calling anybody to find out. Nevertheless, put it up. A uh, Greenfield man is in police custody following a manhunt that began after he hit and dragged a state trooper in Holyoke, injuring that officer. According to the state police, around 3 p.m. Friday, a trooper attempted to stop a vehicle on I-91 North at a Holyoke rest area, also known as Swallow Hollow or Pumps Peak or Pickle Park or wherever else you want to call it. (laughs) A place for lovers. Gobbler's Knob. Moose Point. Yeah, right. Yeah. The uh, car attempted to drive off, which caused the trooper to be struck and dragged. The trooper was injured and had been uh, taken to the hospital, but has since been released. The uh, vehicle crashed further up the road, but the suspect ran into the woods. Traffic was redirected in the area of where the crash occurred for hours. Multiple Mass State Police and other local police partners searched for the suspect, uh, and one 22 News News viewer sent in a video of a helicopter assisting in the search. Hey! I'm part of the 22 News crew. Check this out. It's a helicopter flying around going... I bet you you can see all kinds of stuff up there. That's what a bird sees. You know a bird? Yeah. Flying through the air? Got a bird's eye view. It can see the whole thing. Wouldn't it be better, more newsworthy if you could see what the helicopter was seeing? Like maybe there was a camera? No, because I'm sure there was a 22 News uh, crew member at the uh, at the at the airport. Yeah, taking that that state police helicopter off. Can I come? Get out of here, kid. This isn't for you. (laughs) Why don't you go wait in the car? Okay. Around 530, uh, a Massachusetts State Police canine unit located an arrest of the suspect. The arrest was made by uh, uh, Sergeant Jack. Uh, Doherty and canine Roxy. And like I said before, uh, he fought a Doherty. At a Doherty, Doherty always, always wins. wins. The uh, suspect has been identified as Michael J. Williams Jr., uh, 45, of Greenfield. He was charged with assault and battery with a dangerous weapon, negligent operation of a motor vehicle, operating license suspended for prior OUI offense, <laughs> speeding, marked lanes, violation, and resisting arrest. He's going to fight that Mark Lane. Yeah, that's, that's the one he's going to fight. Uh, you were chasing after me, but I uh, I properly put my directional signal on. I didn't even over. notice that we were marked. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know why you're uh, why you're doing that. Uh, Holyoke police arrested two men on Thursday after they were caught allegedly attempting to steal thousands of dollars worth of products from Stop and Shop on Northampton Street. According to uh, Detective Hamill, police were called to the Stop and Shop for two people that were inside the store allegedly stealing health and beauty products. The officers that arrived to the store encountered the suspects as they were attempting to leave uh, with the merchandise. $5,000 worth of stuff. You know, it's hard to imagine what you could fit in a cart that's worth $5,000. And uh, they're glow. They're just glowing individuals. They put on all that foundation. and they, Right, uh, yes, you know. right. 
Apparently, it was mostly uh, like medications and stuff. You know, uh, apparently they had a wicked bad cold. Well, you need Mucinex. You need to get all. You need to get up all that phlegm. Oh yeah, sometimes yeah. it's like a, it's like a real monkey fist up there. So then they uh, they, they searched the vehicle that they had. And they found trash bags with stolen merchandise from other nearby stores. More than $10,000 worth of stuff. That's a lot of stuff. Well, you ever shop at a Sephora? <laughs> Those things. No. A bottle of perfume's like 100 bucks. Yeah, no kidding. You know, so you take t- 10 of those, you got 1000 bucks. All right, but I don't. I don't know if uh, you're gonna find a uh, thousand bucks of uh, of smell good at uh, the stop and shop. Uh, you never know. I don't know. I mean, really, what are you gonna get? Like uh, brute, high karate, dracar noir, dracar. My brother used to wear that. Everybody used to wear that in the eighties. Uh, yeah, that was a, that was like the top. Brute was a was another one. Brute was a good one. Yeah, yeah. But if you didn't have those, you had uh, you had the polo. Everybody smelled like polo back in the early eighties. Oh, polo, Ugh. gross. Yeah, it wasn't that gross. It's just that everybody was wearing it, which then made it gross. Old Spice. Yes, that was some good stuff. That was awful good stuff. I told you we must have had like twenty different bottles of Old Spice. My dad would get the commemorative bottle every year. Mm. The lighthouse. Yep. The, uh, the the horse and uh, carriage. My grandmother once gave me the Aqua Velva Christmas gift pack. Ooh. Five different colors. The Aqua Velva. Oh, yeah. All Ooh, right. Man, it smelled awful good. A uh, family is searching for a missing dog after a suspect stole their uh, car while it was still inside. This is in uh, Middletown, Connecticut. Police found the uh, suspect identified as 19-year-old Malik Awua and the car, uh, but the pit bull mix Luna remain missing as of last night. The family described the dog as weighing 60 pounds and wearing a pink collar with flowers. Luna was riding in Jeff Bellamare's car Saturday night when he briefly got out to deliver food. That's when the police say Anwa stole Bellamare's car with Luna inside. I started to hear Luna bark like mean and aggressive, Bellamare said. This was an I'm scared or something's wrong bark. Middletown police said they tracked down the car and eventually OnStar personnel disabled it so officers could catch up and arrest the suspected driver. Who was Anwa? Uh, Luna, however, nowhere to be found. Hmm. Uh, police said the suspect told officers that he left Luna on the road shortly after he stole the car. Officers think she was dumped near the intersection of South Main Street and Pamicha Avenue. So if you see the dog, you're asked to call the Middletown police. All right. Yeah, my dog has the same bark for when he wants to go out, when he wants to be fed, uh, when somebody put the lid down on the toilet, you know all those things that affect his daily life. It's yeah. always the same bark. Not uh, a real, not a lot of inflection. It makes me think that like in the dog world, he's probably seen as not having a lot of personality. If I left my car running with the dog in it, uh, my dog would bark uh, to the thief. Could you stop at the Cumberland Farms <laughs> for some Slim Jims? The car thief would be like, okay, buddy. Good dog. Good dog. A uh, 39-year-old O'Reilly's store employee was arrested and charged in connection to the death of a suspected shoplifter, uh, according to authorities in Kansas City, Kansas. Carol or Carl Kepapainen was uh, charged with second-degree murder in the uh, death of 23-year-old Diamond Steen. What the hell kind of names are these going out there? Kapamanian and Diamond Steen? I don't know. Uh, officers responded to the O'Reilly Auto Parts store in Kansas City, Kansas, around 6.20 p.m. on Tuesday for the report of a disturbance. When they arrived, 
The first responders learned the two men had entered the store and began to shoplift. A fight broke out shortly between the suspects and the store employees outside the store, resulting in one of the suspected shoplifters being killed. Authorities identified the man as Steen and determined he died of strangulation. Police said the other shoplifter suffered minor injuries and was taken to a hospital. Kepabanian, whatever his name is, was booked on a $125,000 bond. According to online jail records, his bond was posted. The range of sentencing for the reckless second-degree murder charge is 109 to a 493 months in prison. Wow. And anything in between. So who's being charged with strangulating the guy? The his, his, the, his partner no, in crime? The, the employee. The employee. The employee strangled wow. the shoplifter. Why would you go to lengths to protect? It's just they have insurance for this stuff. Well, take yes. the stuff. Well, I mean, Steve, you got a guy that's walking out of there with like uh, some oil filters or some, uh, you know, some windshield wipers, maybe some spark plugs. But you want to get that back. You're facing a murder charge because you tried to help out the store. This no, guy probably I, thinks he's a hero. What but I should he's be not. Fa- what I should be facing is a promotion. That's what I should be facing. And, a, and, a, and maybe even a raise. I was going to be a manager here. Uh, I was just going to get promoted. I was just about to get promoted. <laughs> I was assistant to the assistant manager, and I was going to become the assistant manager. Yeah, here. now he's going to get fired, and he's going to spend the rest of his life saying, you know, man, you strangle one guy, and all of a sudden, nobody wants to hire you. No. I, I wonder if the guy was, uh, when he was, like, dying, did the guy go, oh, oh, O'Reilly! And then he died. Probably. Yeah, Maybe. Your, per, uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be rainy with a high of 61. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 63. It's 56 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. I- Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 851 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be rainy today with a high of 61. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 62. It is 56 right now in downtown Springfield. Great event coming up on uh, December 15th at, uh, at the uh, Elks Lodge on Tiffany Street in Springfield. In the studio to talk about it from Medic- the Medic Now Foundation. Uh, it's founder Mike Duggan and Nick Morganelli. Nick, do you have any uh, television or broadcast experience yeah. to talk about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, well, okay. Uh, maybe 30 years. He, he, uh, he, he'd like, to, yeah, he'd like to forget all that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm very, uh, very pleased. I'm very privileged uh, to be the, uh, you know, the media liaison for the foundation. It's been really a joy to yeah. serve these veterans and military mm-hmm. families and the active duty and veterans. We serve them with their out-of-pocket health care costs. So it, it's been right. awesome. Well, well yeah. before we get into the event, Mike, can you tell us more about the uh, Medic Now Foundation for people who might not know about it? Well, the Medic Now Foundation is for our military families, veterans, and active duty who are overwhelmed by out-of-pocket health care costs. You know, when when they're asked to take money out of their own pocket, that, that's when we step in. We believe that if you've served your country honorably, you should never have to pay out of pocket for your health care. Mm. You, uh, you started this in 2017, if I'm not mistaken. Correct, yes. And so in the time that you've, you've done this, how many, how many people have you helped? We've, we've helped we're probably just under 100 right now, Yeah, 100 people that we've helped and we've worked, and a, a lot of those were referral-based. It's Our program, we call it the, the uh, Healthcare Cost Assistance Program. We call it HCAP. And what it is, it's a force multiplier because we work with uh, the VA, we work with the VFW, and organizations that are already on the front line serving our military community. And they make referrals to us with you know, with individuals that are overwhelmed by out-of-pocket health care costs, and then we work with them. So, you know, it's, you know, when you donate to the Medic Now Foundation, you know, th- these funds are being sp- 
uh, spread out throughout other frontline organizations already helping the community. You know, I have a horrible understanding of how the the world works. I thought the VA w- would cover everything for you <laughs> and the yep. thing, and so so obviously I'm wrong about that. And w- yeah. what point do they stop paying out medical claims? Yeah, and and, and that's where um, you know a lot of the general public. You know, that's the communication gap, and that's where, um, you know, part of our mission is educating. And there's about 18 million veterans in this country today. And the VA, uh, the last report I saw, takes care of about 4 million of them uh, 100%. Mm. And that leaves everyone else uh, paying something, you know. Um, you know, a lot of people are either 5% disabled, 10% disabled. And then by law, our Congress, um, you know, by law... Uh, charges out-of-pocket health care costs, you know, and, and wow. that's the uh, Well, that's, that's, the that's, that's nice of them to do that. <laughs> yeah, they, but, <laughs> yeah, they really yes. are working yeah, for you. Yeah, if I may yeah, use really. a 22 News yeah. uh, you know, oh. reference. Yeah. But, uh, again, this is uh, Mike Duggan and Nicky Morgan Elliott from the Medic Now Foundation uh, in, the, in the studio. So, you know, obviously, you know, we were talking off the air about how, you know, this cause has been picked up and been noticed, and you guys will be getting additional help at least this year. Tell us a little bit about what we were talking about right before. Yes, the VFW of uh, Massachusetts Foundation, uh, we've been blessed to be their special project. And what that means is that they're going to mobilize all their members across the state for one year to help raise funding uh, for our mission, which is an absolute blessing. It, it, it really is an honor. And, and, you know, you think about our mission and who we've helped. And I always say, like, this is, this is the best example because we've helped, a, uh, you know, we helped a veteran, a World War II veteran, right? Mm-hmm. He was in his 90s when we helped him. We've helped uh, an active duty person whose child needed a special helmet mm-hmm. um, for the, you know, the, the, I forget what it's called, but the, the head is not shaped correctly and they needed mm-hmm. that special helmet. And it's very costly, We've helped them, and we've helped the widow of a veteran. So it goes across so, all the spectrum there. So that's, that's a good point to bring up. But you're not just helping the individual veteran. You're helping families. the whole families family along, yeah. along associated with <clears throat> yep. that's, a, that's actually a, a really great idea. And then now I can see where the ad expense uh, costs come from. Yeah. Tell us about this event that you have coming up on the 15th of December. We're going to rock, baby. Absolutely. Right, Mike? <laughs> yes. You know, a... Uh, a global um, marketing research firm uh, about a year and a half ago did a survey, and they they asked, you know, what was the most memorable decade um, for producing hits, and a- across all genres, um, they said '80s rock music. So, <laughs> oh yeah, so, so you guys are really doing a great job here at Rock 102. Oh right? yeah, we're we're really, we're really <laughs> yeah, hitting yeah. that. We, we, the '80s will never die. Right yeah, there, I'll tell you that. We're really we're really touching the gas on yeah. this one. Aren't we? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but the event is all about is is celebrating the '80s with a with a band called Fast Times. Yes, yes, they are. Uh, they've been they've been uh, noted as one of uh, Boston's best '80s cover band, and they play all the '80s anthems. And it's just a fun night out. Get out on the dance floor. And, um, you know, there'll be hot and cold hors d'oeuvres served all night. And it's just an opportunity to get together and honor the men and women who have, and, and families that have served our country by just having a great time. Yeah. And 100% of uh, the profits uh, from ticket sales and donations is all going to be going towards our HCAP program. And if you want to get tickets for this, how do you do that? You go on Medic Now Foundation. Uh, events page um, and you can get tickets right there yeah it's mediknowfoundation.org and we also have an app as well Mm. 
So that's really exciting because now you can have it on your phone and you can you can order tickets right through the app too. That's great. This yeah. is a dinner as well thing, or is it just a, 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 a what? Yeah, no, it's it's gonna be because of we're recreating the the '80s club vibe. Yeah. So what we're doing is instead of a structured sit down meal, we're actually having hot and cold hors d'oeuvres served all night. Oh, so, cool. So like 80s hors d'oeuvres. Absolutely. Any oh. ambrosia in there with the jello <laughs> and the, and the, and the Pigs in a blanket. Yeah. yeah, yeah pigs in go. a blanket. Yeah. yeah. Who's showing up in their spandex? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I will. I'll be there. I'll be All there. right. Who is yeah. kidding who? It's Nick Morganelli yeah. going to show up in a spandex. Or, yeah, or, or I've stuff, been known to wear spandex. Or stuff you bought from the Chess King back in 1983. <laughs> I see that. little skinny leather tie, and you'll be st- having a great time. I still see him wearing that members only jacket. Every time I'm walking through Westfield, hey, it's Nick Morganelli. With his members only jacket on there, I see him right there. As long, the, uh, as, as, long as there's no '80s feathers going on. Yeah, yeah right, 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 right. right. <laughs> the uh, the website is uh, mediknowfoundation.org, and the, again, the the event is on December 15th at the uh, at the Elks on Tiffany Street in Springfield. Uh, Mike Duggan, Nick Morganelli, best of luck with the event. Yeah, thank, thank you, you gentlemen, so much. So much. Have a great have a, thank yeah. you very much. It's 8:59 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102.